Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Stand up for your country. So as I reported last night, and lots of people reacted to it, there's a big change going on in America, uh, political change. The winds are blowing in favor of Republicans, and it's Joe Biden's fault pretty much alone. Um, he's made so many mistakes. Uh, we ran him down last night. I'll, I'll remind you again of the bigger ones tonight that people are having a very hard time uh, supporting the Democratic Party. So independents in particular make the uh, determination these days about who wins, who loses. They're going over to the Republicans, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So you have to start with the basic reality, and Joe Biden is not in the real world. He's delusional. You have to start with the basic reality that Millions of American voters are suffering, suffering because their economic well-being has been shattered, mostly by inflation. We don't have high unemployment yet. I don't think we're going to get to a real staggering unemployment number in this country. Simply too much commerce going on after COVID. There was a lot of pent-up demand after COVID, and, and that is now... Um, come on out and, and employees are needed. So I don't think we're going to have high unemployment. But this unbelievable inflation has eroded the buying power, the spending power of all Americans unless you're super wealthy. And even if you're super wealthy, which is a very small percentage of the population, you see your wealth drastically declining. Meantime, in most places, taxes are going up so that you, you, know, you don't have a cash reserve if you're a working American. And it's dangerous because you could get sick, something bad could happen, a hurricane could come through, uh, and you don't have any backup. So that puts people on edge. They're anxious. And the party that's responsible for this is the Democratic Party. Last year under Donald Trump, America's economy was the strongest in the world. And there was no inflation, 1.3%. That was just two years ago. So anyway, that is the reality. And finally, the New York Times, which is a house organ of the Democratic Party and a you know, committed progressive journal, 
They uh, took a survey and uh, here's what they said, quote, the biggest shift came from women who identified as independent voters. In September, they favored Democrats by 14 points. Now, independent women back Republicans by 18 points, a striking swing that has given the polarization of the American electorate and how intensely Democrats have focused on that group and on the threat Republicans pose to abortion rights. It isn't working. It isn't working. Okay, so that's a 32 point swing in less than a month. I don't believe that swing, by the way. I don't believe anything I read in the New York Times. I don't. I just don't believe it. It's too big a swing. What I do believe is that there has been a heavy shift in the last couple of weeks, beginning around October 1st, that the reality of the economic pain is now hitting people. Summer is over, back to work, things are not getting better. But by far and away, um, the most damaging thing done to the Democratic Party is President Biden. Now, yesterday we reported that he was eating an ice cream cone in Portland, Oregon, when a reporter asked him about the economy, and he said the American economy is strong as hell. All right, I have that on my message of the day on BillOReilly.com. No, it's not. He's also said the border is secure. No, it's not. And it's not debatable. These aren't debatable things. And then you would say, well, Biden's lying. He's delusional. He lives in a bubble world and he wants to believe certain things and his sycophants around him tell him that it's Baghdad Bob territory. That's where Joe Biden is. No, no, no. no. Now, if he were a competent president, he'd be humble and say, yeah, we got big problems and I'm going to try to solve them. I'm working hard. He doesn't even acknowledge the problems. How can you solve them? Doesn't even acknowledge them. So that's sunk in now to the electorate. Now, 33% of the country is going to vote Democrat no matter what. No matter what. Okay? But the other 67%, the Republican side, all of them are going to vote against Biden. There's not one single Republican in this country going to vote for Biden and the Democrats in the midterms. And now um, with the independents, realizing, hey, this is not good, that there's just no other way to see it. It will be a red wave. Now, I told you that I'm going to start to focus in on individual races between now and Election Day. Uh, The uh, Warnick-Herschel Walker race in Georgia. So I saw the debate and uh, Walker won the debate. Walker's not articulate. He's not particularly bright. If I had a choice and it was anybody else, I'd probably vote against Herschel, even though I like him as a person. Warnick is a fanatical leftist. He's voted for Biden 98% of the time. That eliminates him from any honest vote. So Walker, I think, is now going to win in Georgia. And it's it's funny because I told Beck, and I'll be on his show on uh, radio show on, on Friday, a couple of weeks ago, I said, Beck, you're crazy. Walker's going to lose. And Beck, it looks like he might turn out to be right now. There were three weeks to go, and with Walker's resume, anything could happen. But Warnick is just 
I mean, why would anybody in Georgia vote for Warnick? 98% you vote with Biden? You're responsible. And I, Georgians, they're working, it's a working class state. I know there's a lot of racial stuff there, but I think that Kemp, who's going to win and beat Stacey Abrams for governor by about 10 points, he'll pull Walker uh, over the finish line. Maybe Walker wins by two or three. Okay. Uh, In Michigan, a very interesting race between the ultra-liberal Gretchen Whitmer, the incumbent governor, and the challenger Tudor Dixon. The latest numbers have Whitmer only up by five points. This is an Emerson College poll. Emerson not, you know, they're like uh, Siena and, and Monmouth and Quinnipiac. They don't really have the money to do the polling. Emerson is, eh. But anyway, I believe that Dixon is closing the gap there. Now, am I going to predict she will win? No. Because Michigan is a state that's heavily union. They'll get those votes out the union. But it's close. And Dixon could upset her there. Okay, so summing up, there's been a significant change in America in the last two weeks. The winds are all at the back of the Republicans. And I believe that the House is going to be a bloodbath in favor of the GOP. And the GOP will win two Senate seats. They'll be 52-48. That's how I see it now. Could change. Uh, Let's bring in a man smarter than I am. Scott Rasmussen is a polar uh, out of McKinney, Texas. He is uh, an editor at large for Ballotpedia, and uh, he writes a column, Number of the Day. Okay, so you heard my analysis. What say you? Well, you're not too far off. Uh, Let's start with the condition of the country. Just 28% of voters say they're better off than they were two years ago. I mean, that's channeling Ronald Reagan's uh, challenge from uh, four decades ago, but uh, that captures the mood. People were saying we were in a pandemic two years ago and we're not any better off right now. Top issue, inflation. When you talk about the trends, very simple. Watch the gas prices. Over the course of the summer, lots of polls showed that Republicans were losing ground. Why? Because gas prices were falling. Half of America lives paycheck to paycheck. That price of gas, very, very important. The one thing that I I would disagree with you on in terms of the trend is I think the uptick began in mid-September, a little further back, when gas prices went began to move back up. However, it wasn't picked up in the polls as much because a lot of the polls at that time were still being reported as registered voter polls. When you make the transition from registered voters to likely voters in this environment, that moves the numbers a lot in the Republican direction. Okay, so um, in three weeks, the media between now and then, November 8th, is going to do everything they can to tell America that the Republicans are evil. It's already started, and that's what we're going to hear. At this point in history, does the media have any sway on how people vote? Well, there's some sway, but you know, you actually, the, the, the thing you're highlighting is over the summer, 
the media dominates the narrative. When you get in the campaign season with campaign advertising and people knocking on doors and candidates expressing their views, the media view that traditional media is not quite shut out, but but their message doesn't get heard very well. Uh, look, I think you're we're right on target with what you're talking about with the House and the Senate. If the price of gas keeps going up, well, then the Republican prospects go up with them. Um, and that's going to have a bigger impact than any media reports. You know, I think uh, food is more important than gas at this juncture because we have holidays coming up and uh, the food prices are, are staggering okay. now. And yes, people, the gas, but they're kind of used to the gas. <laughs> they got used to it. But the food is new. A lot of it is new. You walk into a grocery store or a restaurant now, you're looking at uh, and you can see it. And most people right. don't go to restaurants anymore because they, they can't afford a $40 entree. So I think food is going to have a, a, a very um, strong effect. Now, at the end of October, many Americans, perhaps most, get their financial statements, the money they have invested into our capitalistic system for retirement, for college, for savings plans, whatever it may be. They're going to be horrified when they see the decline year, January till the end of October, horrified. And that is going to be the clincher. And they open those statements and they, their head snaps back. And then they're going to remember that Biden says the economy is as strong as hell. Right. I think that's the fait accompli. I think Biden saying that was a colossal mistake. Yeah, but he's made a lot of statements that were colossal mistakes. His job approvals at 41 percent. That's very bad for Democrats. Uh, you know, I, we can talk about the big trends. It's going to be a good night for the Republican Party. Uh, the only question is how good some of the individual races may surprise us one direction or the other. Uh, but this is this is not something that is changing because of what somebody said last week or the week before. It's the reality of the economy that we're in today. Yeah, but there's nobody has any confidence in Biden. They don't I, they, exactly they think right. he's delusional. As I said, they have no yeah. confidence in him at all. Um, and right. I think no. that's a major factor. If you have a president yes. who says, look, we have a problem. We're going to fight our way out of it. We're all going to be in it together. We're going to prove things. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to do them now and rally the folks. Instead, this guy goes, oh, we had border secure. <laughs> and yep. People just go, you that's huge, Scott. It is. Absolutely. By the way, having a celebration of the Inflation Reduction Act, when the numbers come out to show inflation is going up and the stock market falling 1,300 points, that was a serious blunder. I want to I mention something about the Georgia Senate race, though, that is really important detail in this process. Um, this, in, in Georgia, you can have a runoff. If nobody gets 50%, we saw that two years ago. I think that is the most likely outcome, that we will go to a runoff. This year, because they changed laws, the runoff will be much earlier, December 6th. And it is possible, not likely, but it is possible that control of the U.S. Senate would be at stake in Georgia. If there's a runoff and control the of the U.S. Party Senate candidate, state, The third party candidate is hurting Walker more than Warnock, right? Right. And think about that. If, if you're uncomfortable with what you heard about Walker, you can't vote for Warnock, you throw your vote to that third-party candidate and you push it to a runoff. 
But in the runoff, especially if control of the Senate's at stake, Herschel Walker wins. Um, as long as, as long as as long as Trump doesn't go down there. Well, yes, there is there is that. <laughs> right. Now So you can talk to him about that, but you know. Look, I talk to him, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um Pennsylvania is an interesting race to me. I know the state fairly well, dominated by Philadelphia and a Democratic machine. If the uh, African-Americans don't come out in Philly, GOP is going to win big. But there are two bad candidates there. Let's be honest, please. Fetterman looks like a hell's angel. The guy, I mean, maybe he's got health problems and I'm not celebrating those. But even if he didn't, he's a far left kook. And Oz can't articulate who he is or what he wants. Um, they're both very weak candidates. Fetterman looks like he's ahead by one or two points. How are you going to see that? I, if you really press me, I would say that Oz is a slight favorite, and it's all because of the issues. We're at a time in the season where the choice is less about Oz versus Fetterman than do you want to help or hurt Joe Biden's agenda. I won't be surprised either way, but again, I think Oz right now is moving, and the reason is because when you look at the polls in Pennsylvania, there may be seven or eight points of people who are undecided. Undecided voters in all the polling I've seen really dislike Joe Biden. So the degree yeah. that they show up and vote, they're going to go for odds in that case. Okay, I, I can't call a race. Um, what about my uh, hypothesis that if a governor of a state wins fairly significantly, that governor can drag across a weaker senatorial candidate because the splitting of the ticket, you know, people don't do that. That's why I think Walker, if he does get more than 50, it'll be because of Kemp. Oh, Kemp will absolutely. drag him across. So there's a race in New Hampshire where Sununo, the incumbent governor, is up by 24 points, and he's easily going to win. They love him up there. But right. Baldock, the... Uh, Republican senatorial candidate is running behind Maggie Hassan, who's just basically a Biden apparatchnik. She says she isn't, right. but she is. And I'm just looking at that race going, is it possible that Sununu could drag Baldock? And that would be the biggest upset of the night, I think. It would, it would certainly be an upset. There might be some bigger ones. There's always possible surprises. Is it possible? I think the biggest problem that Baldock has in that race is that their primary is so late in the season. When you have a primary, you know, there's hard feelings from the side who lost. It took Oz months before those people came back to say, okay, I'm going to hold my nose and vote for Oz in Pennsylvania. Bullock hasn't had a lot of time to coalesce that support from within his party, uh, which makes it tough. But is it possible? Yeah. If yeah, the small state. moving in the Republican direction. Small state, easy right. media state. The problem is that Southern New Hampshire is dominated by Boston. And a lot right. of Boston liberals have moved up there because they don't want to pay the Massachusetts taxes. So they'd rather and commute to Boston. That's also a Boston. big part of the media market, which is not right. so inexpensive. Right. Yeah. But, but Sununu is so popular that I, that's just an interesting race. Final one, um, Arizona. Um, Kelly is personally popular there. They like him. But again, he's on the wrong side of the trend any right. uh any hope the republican wins there against kelly absolutely there's hope i think that that race is going to be very close 
Uh, right now, if you ask me in this one, I would say Kelly probably squeaks it out and Carrie Lake go wins in the governor's race. Yeah, so all of a sudden you've got a different dynamic. Uh, but that's another race. It's the flip, flip side of Pennsylvania. Uh, I won't be surprised if either candidate wins either of those races. In Pennsylvania, I give the nod to the Republican and in Arizona to the Democrat. Okay. All right, Scott, I hope you check back in with us in, uh, before the vote. Uh, and Scott, by the way, is an ind- independent pollster. Um, you know, he's not he's not skewing the cooking the, the books. And that's what we want. And we have Mark Penn on. We have Scott Rasmussen on. We have Doug Schoen on. You know, these are the guys who, you know, they're going to give it to you straight, which is what we want. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it very much. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, so uh, Joe Biden gives a big speech today. I'm not going to run any clips of the speech. If you want to see it, the networks will do it all day long. It's uh, the Battle of the Bulge for Biden, abortion rights. Uh, abortion, 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 um, got to vote for Democrats. So we have abortion codified in, uh, into law. It's all bull. It's all a, a fantasy. The Supreme Court has already ruled abortion is now the purview of the state. So Biden can do whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants. But even if the uh, Congress voted uh, to codify abortion into federal law, the Supreme Court already said no. Okay, it already said no. And it's not going to reverse itself. So this is all smoke and mirrors of people who don't know. But the reason that he's doing this abortion speech today is because that's all they have. And they know they're losing their grip on independent women. So they're going to try to scare it up. And it's not going to work because economics override abortion. Simple as that. But that's what Biden is doing today. All right. I got to run this sound by them, Biden. So last year, at the beginning of the year, uh, California gas prices, uh, about four bucks, 
And they, they were averaging about four bucks for most of the year. Keep that in mind. When Joe Biden was in L.A. on October 14th, here's what happened. Go. The, the inflation report is out. Have you seen gas prices around here in L.A.? It's seven bucks a gallon almost. Well, that's always been the case here. No, it's not. Nationwide, it came down about a dollar thirty-five, and uh, we're still down over a dollar. That's always been the case out here. So he just doesn't know, nor does he care. This is what delusional is. I don't know if any of you have ever known a person who's delusional. Now, uh, some elderly people go into dementia, and I'm not implying that Biden's into dementia. I'm not. don't know. I don't think he is. But there are human beings who live in a delusional state. And if you know them, you know how frustrating that is. Because no matter what you present to them, okay, they will just blow it off because they want to believe something. It doesn't matter. Jesus could come down and cure millions of people in prime time, and Bill Maher would still not believe in him. <laughs> okay? That's, he just doesn't want to. He just doesn't, you know, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. So Biden, it's always been that way out here, $7 a gallon gas. No. No. Border's not secure. Economy's not strong as hell. Hasn't always been $7 a gas. Now, Scott downplayed it a little bit, but I'm telling you, regular people who don't follow politics, who don't watch a lot of news, who don't consume information, they're getting that this guy is not in the real world. And they're also suffering. The combination is, if they bother to show up to vote, which many of them do not, they'll pull the lever for the other party. Now, this is the most important story I'm going to present to you tonight, because it is such a blatant lie. And you know me, I don't use that word lie too often. I've very rarely seen anything like that. So everybody knows that five million foreign nationals have penetrated the U.S. southern border since Joe Biden has been president. Five. The industry to smuggle people in here is run by the Mexican drug cartels. In addition to smuggling narcotics, they smuggle people. The cartels have actually printed up in Espanol what the migrants are to say when they are confronted by Border Patrol, if they are caught. And the number one thing that they are to say is, I want political asylum. I fear for my life in Honduras, Nicaragua, Panama, Venezuela, wherever it may be, I want political asylum. Okay. The law in America, U.S. law, is this. Put it up. And I'll read it to the people listening on the radio. To lawfully enter the United States, a non-citizen must apply and present himself or herself in person to an immigration officer at a U.S. port of entry when the port is open for inspection. That is the law, and we confirmed it today with Homeland Security. That's the law of the United States. 
So what is a U.S. port of entry? It is a place located in a city on the border. There are 51 U.S. ports of entry. I'll just give you a few. San Ysidro has one, Nogales, Douglas, uh, Del Rio, Texas, Laredo, uh, Brownsville, on and on and on. There are 51 places where you can present yourself to the Border Patrol and say, I'm so-and-so, I am applying for asylum in the United States, and they'll give you the form, and then you fill it out, and they adjudicate your case, the, the Border Patrol, okay? Now, there are a number of ways you can do that. You can send the people back to Mexico, which is what the Trump administration did. You can send them into the United States, as the Biden administration is doing, all right, so you have a, a hearing or whatever, and tell me where you're going to be, whatever it may be. But if you do not present yourself, you cannot ask for asylum legally. This is what the ACLU is putting out. Put it on a screen. Quote, under U.S. law, a person seeking asylum may do so by arriving at the border and asking to be screened by U.S. officials at a port of entry or by entering the U.S. without prior inspection and then declaring their fear of prosecution. That is a lie. I'll read it again. Or by entering the USA without prior inspection and then declaring their fear of prosecution. That is not part of U.S. law. Yet the ACLU says it is. They know they're lying. They know it. Okay, and they say it anyway. Now, I don't know whether Joe Biden knows immigration law or not. I do not know. But I do know that impeachment will be drawn up against him if the Republicans win the House on November 8th. As soon as they get into office in January, the impeachment will begin. Because Joe Biden himself is breaking immigration law. He is sworn to uphold the laws of the United States. That's what the swearing-in ceremony on Inauguration Day is. Biden and his minions are breaking the law. It is clear there aren't two sides to the story. So unlike the Trump impeachments were purely political and went nowhere, this is demonstrable that the President of the United States himself is breaking the law by allowing these migrants to come in and apply for asylum wherever. Very important story. You will hear it nowhere else but here on the No Spin News. If you do hear it somewhere else and I'm wrong, please contact me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Now, propaganda on the right. Just doesn't happen on the left. Happens on the right. Okay. So there are Americans on the right who object to the United States and NATO helping Ukraine. You know them. You've heard them. So I get a letter from Lee. Okay. And here's what he says. Bill, for those that feel we should not support Ukraine, 
we should compare two things. First, how do we get here? Obama, now Biden, were okay initially if Russia stepped into Ukraine and signals as much to Putin. We threatened Russia with offering NATO membership to Ukraine. Unquote from Lee. Okay. Nobody offered Ukraine NATO membership, least of all the United States. No one, Lee. Never happened. Under any circumstance did it happen. Ukraine wanted it, but it was never offered. Two, Biden and Obama weren't accepting of Putin taking Crimea. Obama didn't do anything about it, but he condemned it. It wasn't like they said, okay. And Biden, in the beginning of the invasion, when asked what military steps would be taken against Putin, Biden said, well, it depends what he does. If he does just a little, then we'll measure that. But he wasn't okay with it. He didn't signal Putin, yeah, come on and take whatever you want out of Ukraine. So this is propaganda on the right. And my message to everybody listening to me and watching me tonight is, I hope you want the truth. So when you hear something, be skeptical. Uh, There's another 2,000 caravan in Guatemala heading here. It's about 1,300 miles away. And this is never going to end under the Biden administration. Ever. So they're gathering down there. Mexico's not going to stop them. Obrador doesn't fear Biden. Obrador feared Trump. Doesn't fear Biden. American Airlines. And again, I hope you don't have to fly over Thanksgiving and Christmas. I hope you don't. So they've agreed to pay $7.5 million to passengers who they screwed on baggage fees. All right, this is American Airlines. So here's what happened. If you fly first uh, or are a super frequent flyer on American, you get a free bag. Uh, you don't have to pay. You get, I think it's one. Okay, you get a carry on and then you can check one bag. Well, American goes, nah, they were charging the first class people and the frequent flyer people a fee for the bag. Five, five passengers got together filed a class action lawsuit against American Airlines. Good for them. And they won. Seven and a half million. So if you're first class on American and they charge you for one bag, seven and a half million dollars are going to be doling out. Okay, a Harvard poll. Who do you blame crime on? Uh, woke politicians, 64%. Um, that's all. I, the rest of it's not important. So 64% of Americans at Harvard poll blame rising violent crime on woke politicians. Smart life. Uh, new poll, study, whatever it may be, from the Future Panel organization says that young adults 19 to 30 are smoking more pot than ever before. Surprise? Nobody's surprised. Okay? So in last year, 49% of all American adults said they smoke marijuana at least once. Half the population. But younger people are really uh, going at it. In Vermont, very lenient pot state, 
cannabis users, 19 to 30, outnumber people who don't use. So why is this a smart life uh, segment? Because if you are a young person and you smoke a lot of pot, that's not smart. You will hurt your career, your personal life, your physical well-being, and your mental well-being. Look, I, I, don't, I know some of you aren't going to ever buy this, but intoxicating yourself, whether it's with beer or gin or vodka or marijuana or methamphetamine or fentanyl or heroin, altering your mind by chemicals is not smart. Period. This day in history, October 18, 1968, John Lennon and Yoko Ono busted in London for narcotics. Now, the press made a big deal out of uh, a lot of uh, hashish uh, found in their apartment, but they ignored the morphine. So uh, half a gram of morphine was found by the cops. Um, Lennon and Ono had it. Why is this important? Well, number one, Lennon and Ono attempted to migrate to the USA, and it was a big brawl. President Nixon didn't want them because of this drug conviction. But the press said, oh, it was just pot. It wasn't just pot. It's heroin. Morphine is heroin. Okay? Number two, Lennon won. He got to stay in the USA. Number three, after that, he became a heroin addict. And that broke up the Beatles. Now, some of you don't care about that. Okay, fine. But that's not what the press ever reported, and that's why I wrote Killing the Legends. That John Lennon came here to the United States, was allowed to stay, even though he violated, he was convicted in the UK on drug offenses, became a heroin addict, and ultimately his life was taken by an assassin. But very few people know any of this. And that happened, the bust, uh, 54 years ago today. Okay, mail segment and a final thought, which should amuse you. I hope it does in a moment. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to the mail. David, the concierge member. David gets direct access to me. Great gift. Give somebody a concierge membership. Change their life. They'll love you. David says, who votes Democrat? Women who support abortion. People who live in big cities, government assistance. Hollywood super rich. LGBTs. African-Americans by tradition. Young people, no wisdom. There's your 33%. That's very good analysis, David. I I think you're right. Gabriel uh, Capanera, Chicago. Bill, I believe you misrepresented Tulsi Gabbard on your program she stated Joe Biden and the United States of America in particular should lead the effort to de-escalate the war, not the United Nations led by France. Gabriel, again, the United Nations has nothing to do with this. 
Okay, it's NATO. We are the leader of NATO. You're correct in that. But from all accounts, NATO has tried very hard to come to some accommodation with Putin. But we don't want to show weakness here because China is watching. Again, facts are very important things. Travis Stone, Hendersonville, North Carolina. I consider myself a liberal, but I find myself voting for Republicans in the past elections. This midterm, I found that both sides are very weak candidates. Dr. Oz, Walker, Warnick, Fetterman are not oppressive. Hard to argue with that. Joel Wilson, Denver, North Carolina. Bill, I followed you for years, as did my father when he was alive. There is no one I trust more. Well, thank you, Joel. It's very nice. Keep up the fight for all of us. My question, do you think Biden will ever be held accountable? I do. I do. I think he's in big trouble if uh, Republicans win the House. Remember, that's where the articles of impeachment are drawn up. Will he get booted? No. Will he be humiliated? Yes. Robin, what happened to the Supreme Court leak investigation? Total sham. Just a sham. They didn't want to find out who leaked it. And they didn't. Karen St. Pierre, Burlington, Connecticut. I got your new book, Killing the Legends, on audio. Normally driving from here to Jersey is drudgery. <laughs> I, I can feel your pain on that one, Karen. But this time I didn't mind because Legends is so fascinating. Well, I really appreciate you listening to it on audio. It's a good way to get through that hellacious traffic here in the Northeast. Okay, um, we have a tomorrow I'm going to tell you about our Vidgo uh Shock and awe on Friday. It's a really interesting one. But if you want int- uh, information about Vidgo, just vidgo.com. It's a streaming service or a partner. Save you some money, and they have my weekly show. Uh, I've plugged uh, Legends already. We're getting a good uh, Christmas stuff up for uh, the store. Some new items you're going to like. And remember, premium concierge members get huge discounts. That alone will save you a lot of money and your membership fee. Word of the day, do not be a plonker, P-L-O-N-K-E-R, great word, plonker. Back with the final thought in a moment. Final thought of the day, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, the media is desperate now. Biden's desperate. I mean, that's why he did the abortion speech today, battle of the bold, trying desperately to turn things around. It's not going to be successful. But from now until November 8th, the corporate media will now run outrageous sound bites. It'll be, it'll be a horror show. And here's one example uh, that happened October 17th. Go. Coming up, Donald Trump is now complaining about Jewish people after his friend Kanye West threatened to kill them. And no Republican is complaining about any of that. That's next. It's just... I'm trying to measure this. It's so hard to believe that standards at NBC News have slipped so much that that man is paid for saying that gibberish. But he is. It's almost shocking because I had to come up the hard way. I didn't work for NBC, but I worked for CBS and ABC. And I... That, that kind of stuff would never have been accepted in any way. But now NBC it's rights to check. Yes, yeah, so whatever you want, whether it's defamatory, libelous, whether it's an outright lie. But that's the kind of stuff you're going to hear in three weeks. And we're going to 
try to spotlight it every day. We're going to have the uh, most ridiculous soundbite of the day or whatever. I'll call it something else. But just just think about Kanye West wants to kill Jewish people and no Republican complained about that. Nobody. And Kanye West wants to kill them. That's a murder. Jewish people, according to this guy. And then every Friday goes in and NBC hands him a check. It's believable. It is absolutely incredible how the media has deteriorated in America, but not us. I am sworn to give you honest coverage, and I will. Thanks for listening and watching the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.